Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I'm Connie, along with rock climbing world champion, Meg, rock climbing wall world champion, wall rock climbing, whatever. Rock wall? Rock, rock wall, wall climbing. climbing. <laughs> that was way better before I butchered it, but I'm not even going to change it. Whatever. This is episode 48, which also means we only have a few more episodes until it's our one year. Woo! Meg is going to tell us about the Carnival Mafia, and I am intrigued. <laughs> I got to know. I know. It's interesting. But this weekend is um, my little town's fair. And it's small, but there's like a, there's a big classic car show and they line up on Main Street all the like standard carnival games and all the rides, mm-hmm. you know, like, did you have a favorite one? Oh, um, carnival attraction. I do not ride carnival rides. I never have. I don't trust anything you can take down and put up in one day. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I liked the Gravitron. Is that the one inside where you go inside? And yeah, and it like spins really fast. Yeah, and then you throw up like a coney dog or something. I would go to the fair to talk to boys, but <laughs> I'll be throwing up coney dogs after the gravitron. But in my so in my defense with this whole fair thing, my family used to go camping all the time, which if you know me, you're like, ah, camping. But it was like in a camper. So it's not like tent camping. I don't tent camp, but it was like in a camper. And one of the ladies that went to the campground, she was like in a wheelchair. She had like a, um, she'd had like Stoma. a trach before. Uh, oh, okay. So like her voice was like a little raspy and I was like 11. So I was like, Hey, what happened? She was in one of those bullet, you know, like where it's like two ends and it's like spinning mm-hmm. and it like, it came off and she almost died on a carnival ride. And I was you like, told me that story before I forgot it though. And I was like, <laughs> yep. Never That's ride never that. gonna happen. And the, I'm that mom who's like, no, you guys can't. You can't well, ride it. That's fair. When I was like 13, I got on a ride, and it was probably for younger kids, like maybe eight year olds, eight nine year olds. But I am kind of afraid of. I was afraid of rides, and this one it was like a tiny Ferris wheel, but it had a little bench, like three or four people could fit on, and it was facing outward. It would like go in a circle. Oh yeah, so I know I, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I got on that ride by myself. It was dark out, and every time I would come around, the carnival worker would kick it, so it would like shake and move, and the whole ride would shake. And then he did it the first time, and I was like, ah, and the second time. He did it again. And the third time I was like, stop, don't kick it. And he kept doing it the whole, every single time I went around. And by the time I got off of that, I was crying. Um, What a dick. (laughs) I know that guy sucked. And I think, I mean, after that, carnival workers in general kind of scared me. Uh, That guy sucked, but I think they get a bad rap. Yeah. And I feel bad for anyone who is a carnival worker because it's not a good stereotype to have. Yeah, they have families and they have a job like the rest of their job is weird, but it's interesting. It is uh, very they, interesting. And they get to like travel and like that's like they do get a bad rap. Yeah, there's a there's a stigma there. Mm-hmm. That's the word I was looking for. That being said, thinking of that stigma, if I told you and if I told other people, I think that they would believe me 
if I said that there was an underground carnival mafia. I would, Do you buy I that? Mean, I, yeah, I believe I, I. there's an Amish mafia. <laughs> Is there an Amish mafia? You know, I think, okay, so I watched the trash TV and this, it was like on one of those, like, it was like a reality show, like the Amish mafia. I don't remember exactly what it was called. Maybe that's what it was called. (laughs) I don't know if it was fake or if it was like, you know, highly dramatized, but they had it out. It's true. Okay. So Amish mafia, the carnival mafia. What other mafias are out there? Let us know. In Besides July, one like obviously we know. <laughs> Besides the mob, the mob mafia, mafia we know the mob. <laughs> okay, okay. So in July of 2018, a Wichita, Kansas couple were working at the Barton County Fair in Great Bend, Texas. Sonny and Pauline Carpenter were in their late 70s, and they were very active seniors. They both had retired from Boeing and they decided that they were going to make handicrafts. They made jewelry and purses. I know it's it's so cute. When you see a picture of them, you're going to be like these, they're adorable. Um, But they would make all their handicrafts and they would pack up in their camper truck and their trailer and they would drive and do a circuit of all the fairs and festivals and they would sell their wares essentially. So they're driving around to all the fairs every summer, selling all the cool stuff they made. And they had been doing this for a while. Uh, Their grandson had asked them to hang it up, though. He was like, you know, you guys have been doing this for a while. And they were in their late 70s. And so this was the last year they were going to do it. They wanted to get rid of all of their inventory. And honestly, it sounds exhausting. So good for them. Can you imagine just driving around all summer, like packing up your little tents to sell stuff this is another like things you like the memories it's like memory unlocked my uncle used to sell the glow sticks you know what i'm talking about like at fairs and he used to make us go and like we'd have to like we'd like wear them and like walk around but like sometimes he would just have us like standing there like peddling these glow sticks and it is exhausting (laughs) free child labor yeah that could be an episode on its own. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're paring down their inventory. And they, after they're done this summer, they're going to actually retire. They had five daughters and like so many grandkids, like more than 30 grandkids. Yikes. Well, it's great grandchildren and great grandchildren. Oh, OK. So generations upon generations. They're heading to do one of the last gigs of the season. But what they didn't realize is that it would be one of the last gigs in their life. Oh, no. But I do admire your clever wordplay there. Thank you. Uh, Let's jump to the Carnival Mafia. So working this specific event was a woman named Kimberly Younger. Younger was 52, and according to her, she is the member of the Carnival Mafia, which is allegedly run by a man named Frank Zaitschik. It's a weird last name, but so Frank Zaitschik, uh, he runs this mafia and she's a, she's a part of it. Kimberly's partner was a man named Michael Fowler, who's 54. Michael desperately wanted to be a part of this carnival mafia that she talked about. They, she wanted, he, she talked very highly of it and he wanted in, 
what the appeal what the appeal of the mafia was i'm not entirely sure but he wasn't the only one she wasn't quiet about the family quote unquote <laughs> and so she told everyone this she is worked not with, a very good mafia like you know if you're in the mob you don't go around and tell people i'm in the mob well she did so mike wants to get in on it rusty frazier who's 37 also wants to be initiated into the family so Kimberly sent the message out and Frank responded. He was like, yep, okay, we're going to do a hit on Pauline and Sonny. No. These 70-something trades people that are selling their crafts. And Michael and Rusty agreed and Kimberly agreed to help them. After the fair was shut down for that night, Michael and Rusty saw Sonny getting something out of his truck. So they snuck up behind him while Kimberly called out to him to distract him. Michael grabbed Sonny from behind and attempted to slit his throat. But 70's the new 50, because Sonny fought Michael off. He was like, no! And then Rusty stepped in and stabbed Sonny in the chest, which gave Michael time to shoot him twice in the head with a 9mm Ruger. What the hell? Yeah. Kimberly, like the nut job she is, just watched. And when they were done, she told Michael to go take care of the wife who was sleeping. So as she lay in her and her husband's camper, she was also shot twice in the head. The three of them, Kimberly, Michael, and Rusty, moved the couple's body into the camper around 2.30 in the morning. I'm so mad. Yeah, it's... Why? For what reason do you feel the need? I'll I'll get to it and I'll go ahead. Is there meth involved? You know, there, I'm sure that there was (laughs) some kind of drug involved, but there are no specific instances like released in the court documents that I read. It was mostly just, we'll get to it. Okay. So after this, Kimberly says she's going to go change her clothes. And Michael messages Frank, mob boss, on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, Yeah, I was just joking. Yep, on Facebook Messenger, he messages him. He said, it's done. They're dead. I love a dumb criminal. What a dumbass. Frank happened to be awake, and he was waiting for Fowler's message, and he just said, good job, now get out. Fowler replied that he was trying to calm down. So Frank messaged him back. He said, deep breaths. The first one is always the hardest. I was sent pictures of the man. I sent it on to the heads of council. War is over. And at this point, you're like, war? What? War? Is there some kind of carnival war going on between carnival? Is there more than one mafia? Who's Frank Zaychik? How did he get to be the head of the mafia? Yeah, who is the council? Exactly. Is Kimberly on the council? How does she know? Do they wear, like, matching outfits? And- <laughs> on Wednesdays, they wear pink. I'm here to tell you, gruesome gang, that none of those things are real. <laughs> so there is a Wade Zate chick in the carnival industry. Wade owns a traveling carnival company from Michigan called Wade Shows. But Wade does not know any of these people. 
and the Barton County Fair was not being run by Wade Chose. So who's Michael Fowler messaging? We'll find out, but not before these three idiots, plus two more, Christine Tenney and Thomas Drake. They put the bodies into the camper and they all drive to Arkansas together. With the bodies? With the bodies in the camper. Do they know what happens after a body is dead? I doubt it. Honestly, I don't think oh they probably God. do. Oh, my God. These poor, wholesome grandparents with their grandchildren. I am. I know. I have to take a deep breath. We hate it when it's grannies and grandpas. I know. It's, it's like it's a meemaw, and I just hate it. Like- so they dumped their bodies off of a dirt road into a creek bed in the back country of Arkansas, which is very windy if you've ever driven through it. The first time I drove through like backcountry Arkansas, I threw up. I got car sick. It was so. I don't believe I've ever done that, but that's a list of my never to do. <laughs> I have family down there. Or I did. I don't have any more really. On July 17th, the police received a phone call from a woman who said that her sister had been kidnapped by three people who had murdered an elderly couple and then stolen the RV and that her sister was being held hostage at Vista Hill Apartments in Van Buren, Arkansas. So officers went to the apartment complex where they found the carpenter's camper. It had a bullet hole in the side and on the ground in trash bags outside of the camper were Pauline and Sonny's bloodstained clothes bloody paper towels, nine millimeter casings, a sleep apnea machine covered in blood. It's like here. Oh, shut up. She I had know. her CPAP on. No, it's I'm sad. so pissed off about this. Like, so they find the kidnapped woman. And upon questioning, first they're talking to Kimberly Younger. Kimberly says, She drove the couple to a car rental place. They rented a car and they headed to the casino. But they, she doesn't really remember where the car rental place was, of course. They brought all four people in for questioning after Christine Tenney admitted that she hadn't been kidnapped, but she had called her sister and told her that she had. If you didn't get that, uh, she called the cops pretending to be her sister. Yeah, (laughs) I was just thinking that. Yeah, she did. She um, was like, uh, help. This is Bimberly? My sister's been kidnapped. No, this is Christine. 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 <laughs> this is the one they picked up after. So There's so many normal names. I know. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. That's a funny way to put it, normal names. So Michael Fowler and Christine Tenney inevitably give police the location of Sonny and Pauline's bodies. They had been buried in a shallow grave off of the same dirt road that I mentioned, but they were covered with a mattress in the shallow grave. Why would anybody want to put a hit on this cute little old couple? Yeah, what the hell is going on? They didn't. They were just an easy target. They were no. in the wrong place at the wrong time. Zaitchik, the mob boss was actually Kimberly Younger. Kimberly had created I got goosebumps. You can't even <laughs> see like I have goosebumps. 
Kimberly had created a fake Facebook account and messaged Fowler from her own phone, pretending to be Frank Sachik, the head of the Carnival Mafia. So there is no Carnival Mafia. Nope. She put the hit out on Sonny and Pauline Carpenter. And a younger did not falter with police. She was a part of the mafia. They laundered money. They did murder for hire. They did it all. And, if, and she's and, crazy. She's definitely doing drugs. Or yes. she has some severe mental health issues. Which Probably if, both. So Kimberly's partner was Michael Fowler. And investigators explained to him that she had been using her phone to message him from a different Facebook account that she had made. And he was shocked to learn that this was even possible. He it's was like, like that, that real. No, I haven't heard that. This is the first time I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. No, he was really like, she really, she really tricked me. I threw my whole life away. Like you were going to throw your whole life away for the carnival mafia. Okay. But all four of them are arrested. So there's Michael Fowler, Christine Tenney, Rusty Frazier, and those three, and actually there was one more that popped in there too, Thomas Drake. We didn't really hear much about him. He kind of seems like a background character. Uh, but they all pled guilty when they went to trial. They were just like, yep, we did we it. We did. And Fowler and Frazier uh, pled guilty to two counts of first degree murder and one count of theft and were both sentenced to life without parole. Uh, Tenney and Drake pled guilty to one count of obstructing apprehension and one count of aggravated robbery. I don't know what they weren't very clear about uh, how they obstructed apprehension other than maybe like crossing state lines. But Kimberly, yeah. oh, Kimberly, in February of 2020, she pled not guilty, even though she had orchestrated this whole shit show and the gun had been found in her backpack. And they literally left. They were like... <laughs> This is like stupid criminals. Yes. You left uh, every everything, single, every all piece the evidence. of evidence they would need. It's like, oh, this is your scavenger. Just kidding. It's right here. You don't have to hunt for anything. We, we did your job. Here's everything you would ever need to convict all of us. Yeah. So she waived her right to a speedy trial. She was like, I waived my right to a speedy trial so that she pushed her trial out to May or June of this year in hopes that um, some of her carnival worker friends could come and testify for her. I don't know, character maybe? I'm not sure. Character witness? I don't know. But it didn't do her any good. Maybe she thought her mob connections would save her. I can't even say that with a straight face. I know. Uh, also Fowler, Michael, Michael Fowler, he didn't know that Kimberly Younger was her name. They had been dating for years and he thought her name was Jenna Roberts. So not only has she orchestrated, she's got a whole different, and the, this was one of like three different names that she went by. But last week, a Barton County jury convicted now 57 year old Kimberly on charges of capital murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, solicitation to commit first-degree murder, and theft. she getting the death penalty? She's not. They took death penalty off the table. But she did get life. <laughs> She's not coming out. 
And I know that that is an incredibly short episode, but it was just so insane that I couldn't do it. Imagine this. Okay. This is where my prey goes. What if there really is a carnival mafia? I thought that. I was thinking. And now they're like. Like These are the patsies. They're like, they're on the scent. We got to throw them off. Or if they're like, they know about us. Honestly, I don't know. The it was interesting that she used a guy's last name who did own he like owns a traveling carnival company. Maybe she got fired from that traveling company. Ooh, that's a good point. Maybe she had worked there before. It was mm. based in Michigan and she did have like four different names, so very possible. Just the idea of a carnival mafia. I was crazy to me. I never want to make light of a murder. Like, I don't want to say a light. I don't want to say it's light. So if you hear that and you're going to like put like, oh, that's not what I mean. This is horrible. Like, I would. Yeah, it's awful. It's horrible. It's random. But I think and I say this is like as a true crime community as a whole. It's kind of been a tough week. (laughs) So it has. We've seen we've been Gabby crazy a little bit on, I mean, everywhere has. Yeah. So I think that something I was not expecting is appreciated this week for your episode. Um, I just hate that. Like, I think murders that are literally just wrong place, wrong time affect me so deep because it, it could have been anyone, but it's like just this like Yeah, they're just free and, and they're just like wanting to like sell their handcrafted jewelry. And I bet it was so cheap and awesome. And they it. told you like bless your heart afterwards. And like if your kids were there, they gave you like something extra. I just know the type and it breaks my heart and it's so sad. And like fuck these carnival mafia. Come at me. I don't care. Yeah, Come for us, Carnival Mafia. (laughs) I do think they get a bad rap. I uh, googled whether or not Carney was a slur. And what I have determined is that it's not. But it does have like negative connotations. Yeah. But a lot of times they like use it to call like they use it as a term they call themselves. I don't know. Thoughts on that? Anybody? I I thought about it a lot today. I didn't want to use it because I think it sounds like one. It just sounds mean to me. It does. And it's... There are... It... We don't want to... I mean, I know we're always... Like, we can't, like, help offending some people. Like, some people aren't going to like our thoughts. But, like, if it's something that can be, like if that's like a rude thing to say, then you can avoid it. So I guess it's also, it's like the language they speak. Carney is like their low key. Cause they use different, they have like code words essentially. And I'm now we have sure. to, now I have to dive it because was she, it's very surprising. She didn't try to go for like a, not guilty by reason of insanity because I feel like she 
she probably could have gotten it or at least like been in a if she really was like I don't know it was so premeditated though she had been Mm -hmm. talking to him on Frank had been talking to Michael on Facebook and it was uh I think it was a little too premeditated to get off that makes me wonder like it what beef she had with them if it was random or if she like seen him in other ones and they had done something i yeah, think like if something or it if was they, determined she was that like, they were literally just an easy target they were just mm-hmm. there they thought it could be it would be easy and they were nice yep like and they were old they were they old. were gonna find out sooner or later that there is no mafia lady like there's what council mobs don't even have councils you are a shitty mafia Member. The idea of a like a carnival war though could be a great book. I would definitely read a book about warring carnivals. I uh, I don't know if you you probably haven't read. Maybe you have. have. Did you ever read The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern? I did not. It's really good. I like it. It's about a circus that only comes out at night. <laughs> but it's, it's a very appropriate title then. <laughs> it's really good they almost had me with night circus i didn't know what it was about Uh, i it's it is like kind of crazy though like how there there are so many things going on at this very moment that you have no idea about there's a whole world that you have no idea about like when i did the uh Joe Matheny case and he didn't get charged with the first two murders he committed because there was a homeless turf war going on and I was like homeless turf wars carnival wars I remember you telling telling me that and just being like turf war the homeless I guess that makes sense Mm -hmm. all the turf is their homes yeah they would want to keep it yeah man I just keep thinking about like them as grandparents and it just like you're gonna feel real sad when you see the picture of them then. No, I can't. I don't even know. I mean I know I will, but it's like gosh, I can't. I have such a soft spot for grandparents. I I just I can't. Are you okay? I it's just been a it's been a hard week, guys. It's too much. This one. I'm like laughing so I don't start crying. We pushed Connie over the edge. She's like, <laughs> it's too much. This week has been too much for like all around. Yeah, dude. It, it really has. The, uh, the Gabby I, case really bummed me out. I was really hoping for literally any other ending. I want to um address something i kept seeing like and it's one of those i know officials are saying it is like a a negative thing so they're calling people like you and i people on tiktok armchair detectives and they're just like armchair detectives armchair detectives and i'm here to say One, that's very offensive. But two, I don't care because this is a, we do not live in the 90s anymore. And I think that this case really like cracked that like wide open showing like 
people who are travel bloggers, TikTokers, podcasters, like that is cracked open that facade. Yeah. Like that is, it was so, this was very much a case that played out in social media. This was very much a case that played out on TikTok and their biggest break about the location of where um, they found her remains was from a blogger, like a, like a YouTube blogger. So I just want to say to all of our true crime community, keep doing you like, cause you guys it's are not like, and it's not like people who do podcasts or do YouTube have it. They have solved cases before. Yeah. They have found, uh, who was the, what was the cold case? The little boys, right? And she was just really into it and she just went in all for it. What was that? Is it Jacob? Yeah. Jacob Wetterling? Yeah. Was that the Jacob it? Wetterling case? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody who didn't know. I don't know. It's I never, like. I never started this podcast with the intent to like solve crimes. No. And I think that like the one thing that I kept seeing that. And I. It's easy to say. This is why you teach your daughters to leave toxic relationships. And that is not appropriate. That is not an appropriate response to anything. That's never an appropriate response if, if yes, someone has been harmed by a toxic yeah, relationship. Like that is not appropriate. That's it's, victim shaving. Yeah, that is like yeah, and I I could go on and on about that. I have went on and on about like just, you know, you have to be respectful and we, I just I think it's just kind of hard to it's hard to know like what's right to do mm-hmm. with that case specifically just that is like, what's the respectful thing to do what's the um smart thing to do like we wanted to share that information in case anybody had seen her which is why we had been initially doing it and then once they had found you know evidence that they had found her we were like, all right, let's kind of step back. Yeah. And it's, let them finish doing their job. Because there's two sides to this like armchair detective thing. Yes. It can be amazing to get information out, to get people's faces out, to get missing, you know, missing persons. Like it can it is great for that, but also there is that thin line of a friend of a friend of a friend knows someone who knows what's going on in the case. And you can like cases could be like prosecution can be destroyed off of evidence that can be leaked. So that's another, like, you know, I didn't want to be a part of that. Meg didn't want to be a part of that. Like it's, I am still open. Like you can still, like I'm still open for discussion with it, but it's just like, yeah, we've been DMing people about it all week. Yeah. If you're like a patron, like we've been in our discord, like that's like pretty much. Yeah. Discord's popping right now. But I also want to like, not to minimize this case because it is horrible, horrific, heartbreaking. I'm sure we're all going to be broken. We never want to minimize any case. They're all in. No. And it's just, I read today that in Wyoming where she was, you know, she was found there, there's been like over 70 indigenous women who have went missing this year. So this is a huge, this is a huge thing. And I hope that 
more people will use platforms, use followings, use social media, TikTok, podcasts, whatever they can to try to like do whatever we can. Yeah. So I agree. It's yeah. Sorry. That was way off. That was off topic, but I feel like it was something. It wasn't off to topic. It. it was on topic. Yeah. I just We're... feel like we had to address it this week. It's, yeah, it's been a rough one. Yeah. And I feel like you said it perfectly when you were, um, you had like did a story on Instagram and it was like it, you could see yourself, you could see your friends, you could see your kids. Like, yeah, I have friends that are travel bloggers and I could absolutely like any of them, any friend that I personally have, it could happen to any of them. Mm-hmm. And that is scary. And that is sad and frustrating, I think. And it's, this is, yeah, I mean, no one's immune from, no, and it's, abuse. it's one of those, like, I have been that person on the other end of a social media account where it's like, oh, everything is great. Like things are fine. So like when things aren't fine and people are like, oh my God, I had no idea. It's you don't. Obviously you you didn't because I didn't want you to know. Yeah. Like you don't know people's struggles. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And to like yeah. justify anyone who's like, well, we we said it was a toxic relationship. Like, fuck that. That's rude. You should never say that. And when her family is, this is so new. It's going to be so hard yes. for so long. It's going to be hard forever. But Years. like right now, it's the thing that they don't need to see is like toxic Every relationship. Every single headline like, is just spinning it. In any new way that they can. Yeah. Teach your daughters to leave toxic relationships. Teach boyfriends not to. F- not to or be girlfriends. toxic. Yeah. Like girlfriends can be toxic too. Like teach. You just got. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh, I know. I hear. I hear the sputtering, but I understand the sentiment behind yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's so hard. And I think like it's tough for people who have been like victims of domestic violence and like, you know, violence in relationships because it can be very triggering to be like, holy shit, this, this does happen. Like this happens. And it's just, it's hard. (sighs) What a bummer note. Yeah. So you're welcome for that weird little case. (laughs) You're welcome for this bummer. Well, now I'm questioning if the Amish mafia exists. <laughs> if the carnival mafia doesn't, how can the Amish mafia? I don't know. Um, the Am- I feel like the Amish might be more organized. It's a television show mm-hmm. on Discovery. Oh, yeah, Discovery. I was thinking A&E, but I couldn't remember which one it was. It's a secret organization within the Amish known to be an entirely fictional creation for entertainment purposes only. I don't believe it. I (laughs) I don't believe it. Absolutely, (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. We we were on our way back from Indiana this weekend, and there are – it is a heavily, like, Amish-populated, Mennonite-populated communities, like, in between where I live and where Meg lives. And this weekend I passed, like, you know, you see the horse-drawn carriage and I was like, hey, kids, look, they had, I looked over and 
it was like a party. There was no exaggeration, probably 10 people in this buggy. And I was like, I don't feel like that is street legal. I don't feel like this is safe. Like My brother worked at, well, he used to run a liquor store and he said that they would come in and buy so much whiskey, like all the time. I just feel like that's not part of it. Maybe I was wrong. Is it rum Springer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the different communities and what their rules are. Yeah, I'm not familiar, so I don't want to speculate. But so he said they like would offensive. come in and they would speak Dutch only. They wouldn't speak. De- they wouldn't speak. Just speak Dutch, uh, and they would just buy hella whiskey. <laughs> it's it's always crazy. So like when I lived in Louisiana, there were like Cajuns would come in, like at the office I worked at. And they would start speaking French to me. And I was like, I barely speak English most days. Do you look Cajun? No, that's just, that was, they would just. That's just how they speak. But honestly, yes. Like I, yeah. The dark hair, like the complex, yeah. Because like I look like St. Karen's husband. Yeah. But I I would like call him back because like, you know eye doctor stuff like I'd call him back and like start pre-offing him for surgery and then I think it would surprise him like that I didn't have a southern accent and then like they would start talking and some people some of them would go like perfectly from like English to like a you know French dialect just like back to English and I'm like you lost me (laughs) I'm gone (laughs) right in the middle I have a hard enough time following like conversations in general you just made it more difficult (laughs) But I love it. I love, and I know know we have listeners from other countries. I love hearing other languages because I feel like like American English, because it's what we speak, I feel like it's not fancy. Like it's just, you know, we have different accents all across the country. But to hear someone speak like beautiful French or like Portuguese or any language that's not English. I'm just like, I love you. I love your accent. I love your language. I wish I would not have failed out of Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When, I mean, it's not an entirely different language. It's still English. But when I was in England, anytime I would say something that, you know, sounded super English, they they would copy it. Like I said, oh, where's the trash can? And one guy went, trash can? Are you from (laughs) Scotland? And I was like, no, not from Scotland. I don't know. Kind of some sick burn on Scotland there, I guess. (laughs) Is there beef? Also let us know. (laughs) Let us know. Do England and Scotland have beef? I feel like yes. I don't know. I don't know either. That's another thing. I refuse to speculate. I don't want to be blacklisted (laughs) in either of those countries. We're joking. It's it's a joke. It's based off. (laughs) Just us talking to each other now, as usual. There's a lot of just talking in this episode. It's okay. okay. We have, uh, if you've made it this long, Again, merch is coming at our one year anniversary. Patrons will get first dibs. Um, depending on what tier you're on, you get uh I think percent a percentage off. Um 
also, I think Meg and I are going to do like a pretty well-known case for our one year. Maybe. Maybe. I guess you'll have to wait and find out in and three like, episodes. Wait, three, four, nine, four episodes. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I was like, wait a second. This doesn't seem like right. And then I remembered like we came out on, we released the podcast on Halloween. So. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Two episodes. First Two episodes. episodes. Like not to brag or anything, but our, we've been pretty <laughs> consistent. <laughs> oh, we took a vacation week. That's why my weeks were adding up. I was like, what is going on? We yeah, took a we vacation took- week. A well-deserved vacation week. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> well, the end. The end. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, and you'd like us to keep putting out ad-free content, here are some of the ways that you can help support Gruesome. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us, and you get a I knew them before they were famous moment. Follow Gruesome Podcast on Instagram and talk to us on our posts. Engage with us. We love to hear from you there. If you'd like to send a donation, we have a Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and to gain access to exclusive Patreon perks. If a one-time donation is more your thing, you can find our Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and our PayPal using our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether or not that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're, we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.